45 to an hour. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, most podcasts are 15 minutes, but we, we know. want to. We know. <laughs> you know what? Here's, here's we our don't have to be successful with this to keep our jobs. <laughs> Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. Together, we're cultivating real conversation, real community, real lives. Join Tammy Brown and Melody Workman of Sandals Church as they discuss real issues and empower women to cultivate truth, live out their faith, and connect with a community of kindness. Welcome, friends, to this special edition of the Cultivate Podcast. Tammy and I are just a little on the giddy side today. Everyone knows I'm going to be freaking out. Yes, because we have a really <laughs> special guest with us, I Lisa Bevere. I you, Lisa, when you're not here. Welcome <laughs> to the Cultivate Podcast. <laughs> hey, I fangirl on you when I'm not here. <laughs> I uh, can die now. <laughs> You can tell it's going to be an amped up version today. We are super excited. Lisa's in town for our Cultivate Live event, two-night event happening tonight and tomorrow. I'll give you all those details at the end if you haven't registered yet. But if you haven't, do you live under a rock? I'm just trying to figure it out because <laughs> we've only been talking about this for months. But there's grace and forgiveness at the cross and at the Cultivate and you can podcast. Still show up. <laughs> you can still register. Um, but we are really excited to have you here. Um, just for me personally, um, we'll get... A little bit later into why I feel connected to you. Um, but really, Tammy introduced me to so much of your writing and your ministry because of mm-hmm. the impact that you've had on her. And so I'd love for you, Tammy, just to share with us um, when you first came in contact with Lisa and met and what your relationship has been like. Um, yeah, it was really fun because Matt and I had gone to, or I tagged along, I should say, to a conference with Matt and some other guys on our team, a pastor's conference once. And so we'd gone to the conference. Um, I tagged along because it was in Hawaii, but right. I was like, you know <laughs> if what? it's in Minnesota, that, you're probably that, not going. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. No, but, um, no hate to we Minnesota. We get there and they're like, oh, there's going to be this special session for wives, which I typically don't do that because I'm like, I had not had good experience with pastor's wives. I didn't want to be in room with one. Uh, I got all triggered and nervous sweaty. Um, but Matt's like, just go because we're doing this other thing. I don't have a ride for you. So I, I just kind of stayed and sat in the back. And the the title was Lioness Arise. Mm. And so the guys had kind of teased me like, could you go, go, grr. And they're doing this like, and I'm like, you guys, I'm nervous. Not, you know. Um, and then I came out of that session like, you guys better back up for like I had awoken after that session, which was so incredible. Um, I was in a really hard place just as a pastor's wife. Um, and so that message was incredible for me. I bought every book, which back then buying a book, like six books and putting them in your suitcase to travel home is like a situation. <laughs> you don't want to, that's a lot heavier on your, your weight, but I, I literally bought all the books and from that, and just a series of prayer, because that time we were still transitioning to before Cultivate started, that's what I felt like was I'm not using my voice um, because out of fear. Hmm. And it, that conference really was the first seed planted for where we are in Cultivate now, almost six years, five and a half-ish years later. Yep. Um, we have gone through Nurture. We have gone through Lioness Arise. We've gone through Without Rideable. We've gone through... Well, we're getting ready to go through... Girls with Swords. Mm-hmm. Which I was actually writing during that time. One of, yeah. Girls with mm-hmm. Swords. Wow. And um, because I, what I loved was how truthful you were, how bold 
the messaging was, how empowering it was. You just weren't hearing a lot of that at that time. Most of the stuff you go through, which there's nothing wrong with this, but was so like, be the Proverbs 31. Well, and Matt always likes to remind people like that was actually written to a son that wasn't, you know, just yes. important things to be looking for. It wasn't an actual person necessarily at the time, but um, I was changed at that. And so then you, um, a year later in San Diego and a girlfriend of mine said, guess what we're doing? I'm taking you down. You were at um, C3. Yes. And I came down and I like waited in the line like, I just want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and never did I think about... Like the, I mean, I didn't know because we didn't have Cultivate then what it would look like, but then have have you mm. out at our very first conference, which and, was amazing. Um, mm. It it was a good conference. It was really the women came out. They were so ready for your voice. They yeah. really were. It, it was it was a, it was a really sweet time. And this is your third time out with us. And I'm like, you're right because here's the thing. I'm not just going to bring anyone out to the women. Mm. I care about the women of our church. I'm not. I'm very very. I try to be very wise and discerning about what voice I'm putting in front of them, um, but yours is one I feel so confident in. And at that time, you know, I was a pastor's wife for 14-ish years about at that time. I didn't have any pastor's wives in my life, mm. anyone to just be like, hey, here's, come along. And that's one of the things you had spoke to and nurture is just like, or probably a little bit in each of the books, actually, is just like, who's who are you reaching down to and then reach down again? And so that's really been woven into Cultivate. Um and so then I started pretending that um, you were my mentor because <laughs> I read your books. Wait, wait, it was real. It but was then real. It, it has become very real. And I tell people that all the time because, you know, we've brought in other speakers. We've had other people in. And the truth is, this is their gig. They're mm-hmm. getting paid. It's their gig. They get in, they get out. They don't. And you have just been so extraordinary in caring about me, caring about our church, cheering me on. At least that is so rare mm. that, especially because of your position and your influence and the expanse that you have. I mean, you're literally all over the world. <laughs> Whenever I text her, I'm like, where are you? Where Where in the world is Lisa Bevere? Because it could be literally on the other side of the planet yeah, from where I'm so texting. Incredible. Um and so I'm just so glad that you're here and you really have, are, we're so instrumental in us starting Cultivate and that vision of kindness um, that we have. Because when I felt the planting of doing it, I thought, I don't want to do this because, or or why, or I should say, and why, women don't want to come to things. Why? Mm. Yeah. Because of how other women are to them, which is why I didn't want to go to that very first session with you. It had nothing to do with you. It was, I don't want to be in a room with you know, these women. And so in having those, weeding out those conversations of why don't women want this? Let's tackle that. That vision of kindness was really birthed. So you have so much to do with what we're doing here. And women are flocking to what we're doing and to that vision. And you've been so instrumental in just like planting that in me. So I I, love you. (laughs) I love you too. Do you you remember the first time I came, you and I met for lunch? Mm Mm-hmm. And we sat across the table and mm-hmm. you shared your heart. And I realized, to be honest with you, that you were different. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's there's a lot of places that I go to, they just want me for a gig. They're mm-hmm. like, we want you to come here and get butts in the seat. Mm-hmm. But what you wanted was, could it be that God is building something beautiful mm-hmm. among my women? Could mm-hmm. it be that oh. what I've been longing for mm-hmm. I might be able to build. And I immediately connected with your heart because Mm -hmm. I will say as somebody who travels, sometimes I can feel that I'm always invited but never included. Mm -hmm. And when I sat with you, I felt included. 
I felt like mm-hmm. I have seed in the soil, like this, what what I wrote on pages, it's being lived out in lives. Mm-hmm. And, it changed and somebody, my life. Yeah, and somebody took what I said mm-hmm. and actually said, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I get to see it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, my women love your books, which is always an honor. But my women are living your books. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was mm-hmm. so different. I, I've... I will always say yes to you because I would. I just love seeing what's not everyone here. can't see me right now. Like so giddy. <laughs> well, you, when you but started you know talking just now, yeah. yeah, I I started to get emotional just because I couldn't agree more with what you said about Tammy. Um, that she's mm-hmm. not the ordinary, typical mm-hmm. pastor's wife who just wants to have big events and get her picture taken with big names. That's not her. Um, and that's why I'm drawn to her because this vision of being real that she and Matt have have led our church in is who they are. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you were drawn to that in her. Absolutely. But I also love that you accepted the invitation. Like you didn't just say, hey, yeah, I'll come in and do my gig mm-hmm. and leave, but I'm, I'm willing to be in- invested. Yeah. And I just think that that's such a beautiful picture. I mean, you don't always get to meet someone and have a relationship with someone who's impacted your life in such a deep and mm-hmm. rich way. And so I just think it's really cool that God has allowed your paths to cross and and to be truly partnered in ministry um, because you're you know on the ground here you know doing mm-hmm, the work mm-hmm. um, and you're being an influencer and I think that that's what makes the body of Christ beautiful mm-hmm. you know is each of us doing our part but coming together to make a difference I I really love it and I think Lisa for me. <clears throat> What I'm drawn to, again, my background was um, not to be rude, but I I never connected wholeheartedly with a lot of the women speakers that I heard um, because of my personality. (laughs) And so what I love is our vision of kindness and your approach. It's the reminder to women that kindness is not weakness. Right. Mm. It's courageous. And it's brave. Mm -hmm. And it matters. And, And so I love that. We have this vision where kindness can just kind of come, like, be nice, give up your spot, pay for someone's coffee. Kindness is it's like more. It's more than that. Huge, yeah. huge. And it's very counterculture right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of the the founding scriptures that God gave to me was 1 Corinthians one ten, and it's Paul saying, you know, I have this serious concern to bring up with you. I mean, he is just adamant not to stare. no i don't know what a problem this was and it says you must get along with one another cultivating a life in common which is kind of where our our vision and our name meet each other because i always said i don't want to name our women's ministry something like fruity or flowery field. and pretty or you know i want it to not say who we are but speak to what we do yeah and, and cultivate, cultivating God's word and cultivate you know? His work. Yeah, mm. it is, and it's, and it's, it's weeding out, once. Amen, and it's Lisa. planting, Amen. <laughs> and it, it's shifting culture. And so, um, on that, you know, we, you know, that's what I think is nobody cares what we believe when we're unkind. They just don't. And so, if we're supposed to be bearers of the gospel and spreading the gospel, and and saying my life has been changed. Um, nobody cares when we're unkind. So our kindness is what gives us credibility. You know, you and I had talked a little bit about, a little bit earlier about, you know, there's just some church, there, some churches that have said like kindness is not a virtue. And I'm like, it's what? actually one of the hardest, like, right. you know, it's it's one of the hardest things to actually do because you have to practice it. You have to make it a discipline because we we can be really unkind without even thinking about it and feel justified in it or 
there would be some justification and we have to choose different anyway. And so you've said a couple things um, on your either speaking or I've read them on your Instagram. So I'm going to ask you to just elaborate on okay. this in a little more because they're little sticky statements, but I know there's more for, to them. So first of all, kindness is not an endorsement. Mm. Can you speak to that? Yes. So it was the kindness of God who le- that led us to repentance. When God began to reveal His kindness to me, I did nothing to deserve it. Mm. I was an enemy of the cross. I was living my own life. So the kindness of God didn't say, I love the way you're living. Go ahead and live like that. The kindness of God actually opened up my heart to turn towards Him. And what I'm watching is a lot of times Christians will feel like they have to speak the truth, but not in love. Mm -hmm. They're not kind with it. Mm -hmm. They're aggressive. They're combative. It actually seems like... Which is what repels people from us and the good news. (laughs) So, So if I'm kind, whether it's to somebody who is in the church or somebody completely outside of the church... I'm not saying, I love the way you're living your life. It's saying, I care about you. Mm. I love mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times the church has just thought we need to be mean-spirited to point out everybody else's sin. And of course, it's always the ones we're not in. So, right. you know, it's, it's <laughs> Which like, makes it easy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I feel like we, I felt like I needed to say it because too many people were being harsh about different things that were becoming more and more controversial, Mm -hmm. and they were just being harsh. And I was sitting in an airport in Rome when I actually posted that. I just was watching some compativeness on Instagram and on Twitter, and I just said, I'm going to just say it. Mm -hmm. Kindness is not endorsement. It's actually the pathway to Mm -hmm. repentance and your Hatefulness is Kindness not opening is the door. Repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, yeah. your hatefulness mm-hmm. is not opening the door to yeah. people, to the goodness of God or the truth of God yeah. or the love of God. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was it. I was sitting in Matt a. Matt will always say this um, when, when someone, if he sees someone and they just, you know, he's like, you okay? And they'll be like, no, I'm going to be like, tell your face. Because sometimes like our unkindness comes out and how we are to people. And it's something we need to remember. As the boss will like, do you like to work here? Yeah, I love it. Tell your face. Got it, boss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and going kind of circling back to this, I'm actually super disappointed that a lot of times when I meet young girls, they're surprised that I'm kind. Mm. I was no, but that see, I but, it, but but see that that's yeah. that, any minister should be kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you can't be kind, you, you need to you need to go back and figure out how to be kind, and then go back out. Yeah. So if you notice mm-hmm. people, which is what Jesus did, mm-hmm. if you talk to people, which is what Jesus did, mm-hmm. that's being a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the celebrity culture that makes it sound like it would be okay for me to be unkind. Mm. And I somehow that's crept into the church. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I don't like it. I don't it's like rich. it. Yeah, it's good. It's hard. I, I've said before, like most of my wounding in ministry, if you will, has has nothing to do with anything that's actually happened at Sandals Church. It's been with other ministry leaders. And that's that's something I never expected when we went into yeah. ministry. Um okay, next one. Kindness is not expensive. It's expansive. Yes. Can you speak to that? Again, it cost me nothing to be kind. Mm -hmm. But that kindness 
creates a connection. Mm. It connects my life with other people's lives. It connects their life with the gospel. It expands what's already on their life. It opens up doors. You know, I have, um, I have, I go to a place, my hair, bless bless my hair. I mean, now that I'm <laughs> turning 59 next week, you know, the gray, it's it's making a, a, a pretty aggressive stand. And so <laughs> I go into uh, a place where pretty much everybody is, you know, they're, they're not professing Christ and they love John and I, and they tell everybody it's because we're kind. Mm. And, you know, I, I ask them, I'm like, are, so are some Christians unkind to you? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are they're very unkind. And I said, "Well, you know, I I probably don't look at things the way you look at things mm-hmm. or agree with your lifestyle." And they're like, "Yeah, we know that, but you're not unkind." Mm-hmm. And so it keeps an open door. And so it was interesting. I recently um walked into the salon and they had all watched me preach online mm-hmm. in Orlando because mm-hmm. wow. somebody there said, "She's speaking at my sister's husband's church and so they all watched and the the guy that does my hair said you are doing exactly what you were created to do and he started crying Mm -hmm. so there's an expansiveness it opens up people to things that they would normally be shut down on but it's not kind to call a lie truth Mm -hmm. and it's not kind to be harsh with truth so we can be kind without compromising truth and Mm -hmm. jesus was always kind to everybody but the unkind pharisees Mm -hmm. yeah yes and that's what that's what i tell people is kindness isn't the end all of what we're doing at cultivate it's It's a launching pad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's where we're starting so that Mm -hmm. you know the bible says so that so many times we do this so that you do this you look we're kind so that Mm -hmm. and i I developed kindness in my life for the same reason that you did. I had experienced so much unkind. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I talked to a woman that I just, and I still respect her. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with my ability to receive from her or anything, but I was so excited. I'm sure I was gushing. And like, I, no, no, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's so, yeah, you know, talking. And she just kind of looked at me and then looked over my head and she said, oh, thanks. I've got other people I need to talk to. And and my friend who was standing next to me said, did, did she just say she had other people she needed to talk to? And I said, I think that's exactly what she said. <laughs> and, and I felt like a bother. Mm-hmm. But then I realized later, this person hates being in crowds. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was feeling mm-hmm. terrified that she had to talk to so many people. I don't feel that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to feel good about having a deep, meaningful conversation with one or two people and I can go to bed happy. Mm-hmm. But she was, she's an introvert. She was feeling in pain mm-hmm. for being in that room. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how I read it, I needed yeah. to be kind and say, yeah. you know what? I need to be aware yeah. that that was an uncomfortable situation for her. It was uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me. It was uncomfortable for her. So kindness would also mean I believe the best of other right. people. Oh, that's good. But then being two sure. That, to that yeah, point. But, mm-hmm. but being sure that I do what I can because I know better, I can do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what we always say. We well, yeah. know better, we do better. Yep. Yep. I think that that's brilliant because wh- where I think women get tripped up is they take on this mantra, I'm going to be kind. And then they experience someone who's unkind. And rather than move into the space and the grace of letting that person you know, giving them the opportunity to be hurting or be sad or not be okay. 
we, we, we go back and we make it about us, but I was being kind, you know, I was being kind to you. And it's like, sometimes what we have to do is we have to realize that, that we might have accepted this as this is how God wants us to live. We need to go into the, to the world with low expectations that this is not what you're going to receive or experience, but nevertheless, it's what we're supposed to give out and do. And I love that you're, you're able to look at that from a perspective of she was not okay. Therefore, I can still be kind. I don't need to be disheartened or dejected or, or offended or offended. People yeah. in this culture are so yes. easily offended. I mean, it's it's a plague. Yeah, everybody is offended. I read this the other everything. day. It it said it, the mark of an immature Christian is one who is um, easy to offend and hard to please. And I was like, mm. that's that's what my prayer for this year was to not be a person of offense mm. because. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know what it is. And like you said, when you know better, you do better. And I think that, you know, so many, so many, like I've referred to some hard times with people and I did, I have been able to say, you know what, that felt unkind. It hurt. I want to be different. I've got to learn from it. So it's not for loss, you know, like it's not. And like you said, you, you know, you, you're not holding it against that person, but you're like, no. you know, but I know better now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do better when I can to to not be that way towards others because people do receive it that way. And so and I had a I had a young girl that and again, it's my favorite thing is when God brings some young girls across my path that they wanna do it well. They mm-hmm. they, they aren't coming to me to get opportunities. They're mm-hmm. actually coming to me to get character. They're mm-hmm. saying I don't want to start smart and end up stupid. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want I want to do it wow. well, and so <laughs> so good. So yeah, because write we, that down. Yeah. Well, that's been my prayer. Bell. Yeah. Bring the debrief bell. Yeah. yeah, because we we well, sadly we've all seen people that sat around our tables and said, "I'm going to love my wife forever. Mm. I'm going to love my husband forever. Uh, I'm going to make my family a priority," and then they crash and burn and and started smart ended stupid well i i just i'm writing right yeah. now <laughs> so we we have to oh. we we find out who we are in community mm. so mm-hmm. i find out my weaknesses my strengths in mm-hmm. community and so she called me and uh she said i just need you to pour in my life you know i i i'm having some challenges in my marriage i'm having challenges on navigating ministry and being a pastor's wife and all these different things and and i just need someone i can be raw with and i can trust and so we started talking and she she brought up another woman that she had tried to do that with and she was frustrated she was like well she wasn't there for me she couldn't do this and i said hey 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 she can only give what she has mm-hmm. nobody did that for her and you can't put a demand on somebody and ask them to give something that they don't have. And I remember for me, you know, you've read Nurture. For me, mm-hmm. I was desperate for that woman who would notice me, who would say, I see the gift of God on your life. Let me help mm-hmm. you. Let me help you with your marriage. Let me help you with your kids. Let me help you navigate this world of being a woman where sometimes it looks like maybe God doesn't like women as much as He likes men. You know, let's let's talk about these hard things together. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find her so bad. And everywhere I went, I couldn't find her. Actually, I found most of the pastor's wives were in a worse place than I was. Mm-hmm. And after eight years of looking, I'm pregnant with my third son. <laughs> I'm like, God, you're, you're, you know, I, my husband tricked me to preach at a church, which to be honest with you, I should never have preached at a Pentecostal <laughs> holiness church. Not because I'm against them. It's just 
me, double pierced ear. I mean, everything about <laughs> me was not Pentecostal holiness. <laughs> I was like the poster child of this is not Pentecostal holiness. Stand her up. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm a born again Catholic. What happened? So, my husband had volunteered me to do a women's meeting. I had not agreed to do it. And um, I had one little message and he had preached it the night before. So, I'm pregnant. I got two kids. I've driven in a Honda Civic for eight hours the day before. I barely feel like a Christian anymore. And my husband <laughs> comes home and tells me I'm doing the women's meeting the next morning. He's like, these women need you. And I'm on my knees. And I'm like, God, I don't like women. I don't like women. I don't have anything to say to these women. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't have, you know, you have never sent me a mentor. I can't do this. And he said, I like women. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay. <laughs> And then he said, everything you wish another woman would have been to you mm-hmm. these last eight years, you begin to be. Mm. And I said, I don't know how to do it. And he said, yeah, you do. Mm. Write it backwards. And I think too many of us are Write not willing to do so that. Good. Yeah. And so I, I just sat down in my little, and I, I don't want to say hotel room, it was a motel, <laughs> motel room. <laughs> and I said, she'd smile when she saw me. She'd understand, you know, with my kids crazy, it was the season. She she would bless me rather than curse me. She wouldn't compete with me. She would teach me the things she learned the hard way. And I just wrote those things down. And God said, you be that woman. Hmm. And it it was the beginning of everything in my life. It wow. really was. And so I poured out of a brokenness. And that's one of the things I think that is so attractive to me about Cultivate and about you and the women I've met at your church is y'all aren't here like, hey, we're going to do a women's meeting because we're all so amazing and cool. <laughs> like, we should have. You're like, oh my gosh, we want to work some depth into our lives. Mm-hmm. We want to be deep wells living deep lives. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be deep wells living shallow lives. We don't want to act like everything's okay. We want to we want to do the hard work and we want to invite other women alongside us to mm-hmm. do it. And And I love that. I love it. That's exactly, I think, our heart for the women of our church. Because, I mean, on a practical note, like, we're all so busy and we have a lot of other things we could be doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just come up and sit around a table and talk pretty, for lack of a better way to say it, and then leave feeling how good... I felt about coming and ugly because there's a lot of them that just get together. All, all right. men are jerks and right. my kids are a nightmare. And yeah, that's not helpful. Yeah. Right. So exactly. I'm like, I want to leave. And, and when I leave anything cultivate and I always tell everyone, I'm never going to ask you to do something. I won't do myself. I don't have time for that. Neither do you, but I, I want to leave going now that I know better. I have to do better. I'm so compelled about God's word, whatever it was that I heard. I, I can't excuse it anymore in my life to not do better. And that's what I want for the women of our church. Is so we don't do a lot of fluffy things, if you Thank will. You. We like try to crafts. do great I things. Do I love crafts. Nothing's wrong with crafts. <laughs> I just, I mean, hot glue gun. I can't. I can't do them either. I can't. <laughs> So much has come together with the both of you here about the kind of person I'm attracted to. We have a picture we'll find to share with you when Tammy had all of us over to her house to make this beautiful thing. What are they called again? Paper succulents. Yeah. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. She invited all the pastors' wives over. It was a craft, you know. That's all you need to no, know. I'm sure I would like it. I'm sure I'd be yeah. willing to purchase we, we it. We have this incredible... <laughs> she's freaking my world. <laughs> There's a picture that someone took of me. I'm just trying my hardest and my face. 
And it was like, this is all you need to know. Me and a hot glue gun with some thing. I was like, ha! But what I love is the first time I ever went to a women's anything as a brand new mom. Um, and I was, we were brand new in the town that we lived in and I didn't know anyone, had no relationships and we sit down and the first thing we were going to do was a craft. So immediately I was excluded. I was like, I don't know how to make a scarf. Like, why didn't someone tell me this was a prerequisite? I wouldn't have come. Um, so I love just that. It doesn't matter what you are, if you're into it, if you're not into it, what's binding us together is that mm-hmm. we're all seeking after God. We're all trying yeah. to be women who who pursue God. And so we can come with our differences, different seasons of life, cultivates for every woman. You don't need to be a mom. You don't need to be older. You don't need to be younger. We all come together just where we are and say, this community is going to help us go further with Jesus. And that's what that. matters. That's what matters and, the most. And not only can everyone come, we want everyone to come for that very reason is I need women in a room to go, they've made it. I can make it too. Mm. And I know women need that in me to say like, she raised her kids and she's still standing. <laughs> or, you know, there's also <laughs> been women that I look back at them in that new season of marriage when they're so in love with their husband or so in love with their life. And I remember to not forget that, mm. you know? So it's just, we want everybody there. And again, not to come and feel good, but to come and learn how to to do better so that when we're better, when we're more connected with God, when we're the better, best version of our, ourselves, who He meant us to be, then other people can see a little bit of what that looks like. And we're trying to change, shift that culture a little bit yeah. of, you know, last night, as total side note, but Matt and I went to a graduation and there was about eight or nine kids graduating that now this far in the game, we've known them since like kindergarten. I mean, Sandals is 21, almost 22 years old. These kids were toddlers here. So sweet. And at the end of the night, probably 30 plus kids kind of gathered in this group and were taking the sandals picture. And there's hundreds of kids, hundreds of people there. It was like crazy. And they're like, Sandals Church. And it's like this next generation of our church out Mm. there. And I'm seeing things that we've been planting for the last 21 years. I'm seeing them walking and talking and treating each other in a certain way that I'm like, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's, and it's it's what all of this was always hoped to be, you yeah. know? It's fruit that so. was planted. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about this a lot, but what a lot of people don't understand and don't see is um, 21 years ago, it wasn't sexy <laughs> to be sitting in your living room with eight people trying to plant a church. Um, but wow, how worth mm-hmm. it, it it is, and it's been because you're seeing the fruits of the labor of it's, all of those years. How many how many young kids that grew up at our church since preschool are on staff here now? See now, and that's it's that's crazy. The, that's the beauty mm-hmm. of a local body, mm-hmm. and the challenge of having a traveling. Mm-hmm. So so invited, not included. Mm-hmm. So like I've and, and young girls that are like, oh, I want to travel and speak. I'm like. You have to understand that you're going to plant, but never eat the fruit. Mm. Are you okay oh. with that? Mm-hmm. Because and so when I see when mm-hmm. you've invited me three times, I actually get to see mm-hmm. the fruit. Yeah. And so when you, because I actually saw on your Instagram all the kids in the picture, oh, yeah. you you see the fruit, the mm-hmm. fruit, and they're growing up into your house, and they're mm-hmm. growing up in grace, and they're growing up in truth, and they're growing up in strength, and that's laughing at your future. Like mm-hmm. this is. Awesome. This is going to it's be incredible. great. 
I didn't know. And I'm so glad that we didn't bail on the times that I wanted to, because we're stepping into the beauty of that just on the other side. I feel like Matt and I are getting on that other side of seeing, being in it with our kids, being in it with our friendships, being in it with investing in people's lives. And now it's like, it was, there was really hard times, but that beauty on the other side of just going, this is hard, but I'm not going to quit. And the people that leave that you think it's going to be the end of the world, you actually find out usually later it was better for them and better for you. Mm -hmm. It's just different. That's something I'm just starting to learn in this season. It's hard because you think you failed them, but you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One last one we'll get to. And this one is pretty important because this is one of the things I love so much about you. Um, You spoke to it a little bit, but I'm still going to say it is kindness is not compromise. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's something that I see a lot is people think, well, if I'm kind, that means that I don't feel strongly about this or this or this, which just... I'll, I'll let you speak to it. No, I, I'm glad you pulled that one up because I do think that I can be kind without endorsing something. Mm-hmm. So again, it's that I'm not compromising truth. I'm just being kind. And, you know, so many times people think, well, if you're nice to that person, you're compromising or you're standing Jesus Christ. I'm like, no. Jesus was always kind. Mm. So I'm going to always be kind. And again, the opportunity to sow seeds of kindness and then in the future be able to speak into a different mm-hmm. situation is is hugely important. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, so I'm going to flip this. Kindness is not compromise, but compromise is also not kind. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times we have a culture that says, oh, Yes, everything you're doing is is God breathed and okay. I'm going to be kind to you. Well, compromise isn't kind. Compromise means we're positioning somebody to be at risk. So why would I Preach. think that that's, that's exactly? Why would I think that's kind? You <laughs> know. So if you know, you and I were talking on the way over, and one of my banner scriptures, and I should memorize exactly where it is, but I believe it's Isaiah 41, where it says God will show us the way He works, so we can live the way we are made. Mm-hmm. And so God always is kind. He pours out His rain on the just and the unjust. He does good to everybody. Mm-hmm. He's a good God. So, But He's not saying with His goodness that I think what you're doing is okay. He's saying, I'm going to show my kindness. I'm going to show how I work so that you can live the way you're made, which means there's a particular way I'm made. I'm made to honor God with my life. I'm made to live according to his statutes. Mm. And when I see somebody who is compromising, which actually means I'm conflicted in the way I live, I'm not living the way I was made, whether it's an in constant strife with other people or living a lie or living in bondage, that's compromising. And I know for me, um, early on in my Christian walk, I found myself in a lot of bondage to my past. And I kept crying out to God, free me, free me, free me. Mm. And he answered back with the scripture, Isaiah 52, verses 1 and 2. He said, free yourself. And I was like, free myself? What the heck? I mean, what do you mean free myself? I'm not Houdini. And uh, it says, free yourself from the chains on your neck, O captive daughter in Zion. And I was like, what does this even mean? And he said, I gave the life of my son completely, that you might be completely free. Hmm. And he said, you're compromising. You're taking the bits and the pieces that are easy, and you're not taking it all. 
And he said, I want you to lean into righteousness. I want you to lean into holiness. I want you to lean into mercy and grace and truth, all of these areas, and not just compromise. Mm. Compromise Mm. means I'm going to take part of the promise and not all of the promise. Mm. I'm going to lean into everything that God has for me. And what God has for all of us is transformation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So compromise is not kind, and kindness is not compromise. I, I hope that. you're taking notes, y'all, because <laughs> I'm sitting here trying I'm to pay have attention. I'm going to listen to this later and take say, again. Let's f- we could talk for hours, but we don't have hours because we have this other thing we're doing tonight. <laughs> but this is a question that we wanted to ask. Um, as Tammy mentioned, you're all over the world, and so you're connecting with women everywhere. What What do you believe, if you could like boil it down to one thing or maybe a couple of things, what do you think is the greatest challenge women are facing right now in our culture everywhere? Well, you know, it's interesting. I just came from Lima, Peru, and I actually got to meet with the vice president when I was there. Mm. Lima has a horrible situation of women being killed by their husbands, beaten by their husbands. Um, It's not unusual for fathers to take their 13, 14, 15-year-old daughters and give them to their friends Mm. to have sex with. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. here's my daughter. Mm -hmm. Take her virginity. It's a gift from my family to yours. So there is a horrific uh, challenge with the women's issues. And the question was raised, why are you coming and speaking to the women when the men are the problem? And they said, the more we march, the more we protest, the more women are getting killed, the more women. And I said, well, if the women don't know who they are, They'll Mm. never be able to stand. Mm. They can march up and down the streets, but if until they know they are daughters of the Most High God, until they have a God-breathed identity in them, they're going to still think the man is the answer. Mm. And so right now they think the man is the problem, so they're making the man the answer. If you do this for me, well, the man is not our answer or our problem. God is our answer. And so when we can actually connect people with their creator, there's a transformation that happens inwardly. And so I think the women are all over the world looking to the wrong source for their answer. And you know, even in our United so States, uh, women are, are taking, they're finding their voice and they're using their voice to denounce men. Mm. We, rather than what do we say? We open our mouth with wisdom and kindness. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is as we were treated, we're treating back. We're looking to the men and we're saying, you're a bunch of misogynists. Well, there's also something called hisogynous, and that's the hatred of males. And so what we have now is we've swung the pendulum from hating women Mm -hmm. and controlling women. Women are a problem to be controlled rather than answer to be embraced, which is what I see God seeing women as. We flipped it and said, now we're going to, we're going to dishonor the men. We're going to take our place. I walked into my room and there was, um, the future is fierce female. Well, the future it's male and female. Right. It's not just female. And eliminating the males from the equation will not be a solution any more than eliminating the females from the mm-hmm. equation. So I think that women need to lean in to God and let Him imprint His value on their lives. And it was interesting. I was able to give away 8,000 copies of Linus Arising to mm-hmm. women in a stadium Filled. And, you know, I just got up and I said, you're an answer, not a problem. And they mm. just wept. Wow. You know, they wept. But that God encounter, mm. it doesn't matter what people do to you, something mm-hmm. begins to shift. That is such a beautiful picture, what you just said, because, you know, we both are eights. And so bold matters of justice, 
um, not being taken advantage of. I mean, that's like where we sit. That's like the banner that we we hold. But that's exactly what we see. The pendulum swings, and now there's all of this, you know, uproar, so to mm-hmm. speak. And it just sounds like a lot of noise rather than a lot of wisdom. And I agree that years ago, you know, same same with racism. Racism wasn't going to go away from everyone just not talking about it. It required a movement. And for women to be treated fairly and equally, it's not going to go away from just us sitting around and not talking about it and hoping people change their minds. It requires a movement. But I love the fact that it's understanding who he says you are and being who he's called you to be and finding that place of empowerment rather than I need you as a man to validate me. I need you to tell me who I am. I know who I am. And because of that, I can walk and and speak with boldness and freedom. How do you, so how do you balance the, the boldness? We're going to be bold. We're going to speak truth. We're going to do this without being the B word. (laughs) How do do we manage that tension? Bold without B. Yes. Um, (laughs) I think it's always about motive. Mm. If I am about me, if I am fight for my rights, then then I'm going to probably cross the line. But if I move into a fight for what's right, mm. then I'm understanding that what I'm doing is lifting other people, which means I need to be very wise and strategic with how I do it. Because it isn't just for this moment. I'm going to be creating a pathway and a pattern for other people to follow. And and that <laughs> one of the guiding scriptures for me is the Bible says the wrath of man never works the righteous purposes of God. Mm. So my anger, though justified, does not get to move into wrath because anger, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. So it's okay to have anger. Mm-hmm. And we all get upset about things. But sin not means we don't go into wrath. And wrath says, I will punish you because God says, judgment is mine. Mm. And so what I feel like we're seeing right now is angry women who are punishing in response to what was done to them. Yes. And do we trust that God is just? <laughs> Do we trust that He is bigger? So, you know, there's like the right thing with the wrong spirit. Mm. And so I think for me, always checking my heart, you know, am I am I saying it in a way that I'm going to create better pathways or more closed doors for Sophia and Lizzie, mm. you know, for the young girls, this is my grandbabies, yeah. or or the women that are with me, or, or mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. know, am I going to fight to have a place at the table? Or am I going to set a new table? You know, and not not Come leave other pe- not leave other people out. Not, we not actually, leave other Melody people out. actually did a whole message on setting Love a new that. table. Yes, absolutely. So let me let me flip that a little bit though, because um, that speaks to the woman who is being bold. But what about the woman who's afraid to be bold? How how can that person? Or, or what would your advice be for our women who are just like, I don't want to make a wave and I don't want to get criticized because I'm speaking out about, you know, I, I've had to do this in my own home. I have two daughters, but I also have a son. And this is, and I know you're going to speak with Matt about mm-hmm. this on the debrief, which he's so excited about. But um, this idea of, you know, there was a week when Matt did a message and he he spoke to the damage it's doing to use the phrase toxic masculinity. And um, some, you know, a a variety of people kind of spoke into that to him. And, you know, my son is sitting in this message the same as my daughters are. And to have this, and we had to have this family discussion about that because my son is just, I don't, 
know how to feel and I feel he almost feels bad for being a boy oh, and yeah. you know so what yeah. do we do and, and I said son you never say you'll never hear me say toxic masculinity men are not toxic nor are women people can be toxic we've all were but, toxic before right, Jesus absolutely men <laughs> and so um but I know that there's even people that are afraid to be bold because they just don't want to become against because that same wrath that's out there now will be shifted onto them so what could we say to women about like because it is important it is important for us to be kind but yet not compromise truth so how could you encourage women to to, to step out in whatever little tiny step of that that they could do to not feel like they have to cave because they're afraid of the, the, you know, the repercussions. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You will be misunderstood. Now, how careful you are. No matter how mm. careful. I wish, that would, I wish I could bring you good news mm. and say, if you do it just like this, it will never happen. But there came a place in my life, Tammy, where God said to me, this isn't about you anymore. You using your voice isn't about you, and it's about something more than you. And the boldness on my life is was it was a function of the gift of God on my life because mm. I would want to throw up before I got up. I was never one of those people like, give me the platform. I have something to say. I was like, I don't want to say anything. I'm going to get attacked. I'm going to get called a Jezebel though, spirit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My life has changed, so I'm so glad. Well, and thank you. But everybody's boldness can look different. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a bold action might be being silent when everybody else is yelling something. Mm -hmm. A bold action might be being kind when everybody else is cruel. A bold action might be what you did, gathering women and say, hey, what God, what, what might God do if we actually all got together mm -hmm. and believed His Word? that we could cultivate a kindness, that we could actually be kind. Is this impossible for women? Because we're all just a bunch of haters? I mean, what what mm -hmm. could happen? So boldness looks different. And I think a lot of times, you know, it's easy for somebody to associate uh, Melody and I as, oh, that's what boldness looks like. But boldness mm -hmm. can, having done all to stand, you stand there for. So I think mm -hmm. that you have to know who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is something yeah, I've that. learned God loves our personalities. Mm -hmm. He's not trying to kill us. Right. He's not trying to to say, oh, man, I'll love Tammy when she changes, and I'll love Melody when she's not an eight and she starts being a two, or whatever yeah. the Enneagram <laughs> right. would be. God actually made us the way we are. And as we know Jesus, we become more who we really are, mm -hmm. not who our fake was or our broken mm -hmm. was is. Mm -hmm. and And so... I've learned that what I always tried to shut down as a little girl, like, oh, why, you know, I don't, I don't want to have an opinion. I don't want to have mm -hmm. this. Why do I feel everything strongly? Why can't we had a pastor's wife who was super passive, and I would look at her and say, why can't I be like her? Why do things have to bother me? Like, why? <laughs> like, my, you know, we drive home from church, and I'd be like, John, and I like ask him all these different questions, and why is this, and why mm -hmm. is that, and, and I'd be like, why do I have to feel everything so big? I don't like it. It's exhausting. True words. But, True yeah. words have never been said it's, by an eight. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so big. And now, why do I have to fix everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and why? And and those were the very things that drove. me me to my knees, drove me to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Thank God I had a place to take it. Mm -hmm. Because 
if I had started where I am right now, I would have thrown it on social media. I would have taken everybody emotional hostage into a big fight <laughs> yeah. and drama and everybody would be yelling at everybody and I'd be but yelling you know at what? everybody. You would have won. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> but instead, I went into the quiet place mm. and got God's boldness imparted to me. Mm-hmm. And, and boldness should be a gift of the Holy Spirit in our mm-hmm. life. Moses said, I can't even talk. Mm-hmm. And God's like, well, and okay, I, I I'm going to give you some things. Cool advice is like, know who you are and be the best version yeah. of that mm-hmm. and and figure out what it does look like. Because me, I'm a six on the Enneagram. Um, Which fe- is why I like you. Fear is a real, <laughs> fear is a real thing for me though. And and me and my, my unhealthy self is ruled by that. And all I think about is what could go wrong. Um, but as I grow healthier and I have to think about what is boldness for me, it's asking myself, but what could go right and moving in that direction as well mm-hmm. and not being afraid of, or I should say this, choosing what I'm willing to be afraid of. And is mm-hmm. that going to be afraid of what every person thinks of me or afraid of missing who God wants me to be? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm having to re-question what does fear look like for me. What does Even fear as, of man look like versus right. fear of God? And yeah. and that that for me is a real bold place to start moving. And so it does look a little different than that. So listen, you're bold. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> talk about you? the truth no matter what. I mean, I, she's like, I do. we're gonna talk about this. I'm like, okay, yes, we are. <laughs> There's no choice for me in this matter. But so she does here we it, go. She does it boldly, but she doesn't do it harsh. No, because we've had conversations mm-hmm. about you know different things that are mm-hmm. have come up, and we're like, what do you think about? Them? We talk, and mm-hmm. Tammy is never harsh. No, no I can be harsh. Yeah. <laughs> which so, I, I love. <laughs> but strength. Um, well, that, that's why it's, that's controlled strength. Yes. But that's controlled why strength. it's good because if she's experiencing me as harsh, she will let me know. You know, she'll say, I, "This is how we. You've told me that before. Are you okay? Because here's <laughs> here's how I'm experiencing you. And for me, I go, "Oh, like I'm just in that get stuff done mentality, and I'm just plowing right through. But I don't want to be received as harsh. And so mm-hmm. you care enough to speak into me. That is that's kindness. That's wisdom." That's God using you in my life. And those are the best kinds of women relationships there Mm -hmm. are, where we're willing to say the hard things to each other. Well, I love love. you, and I don't want people to miss who you are because they're experiencing you harshly. And that's where you said, like, kindness is not compromise or endorsement. Sometimes it's like, I want to say, hey, Mel, or, or hey, my kids have a love-hate relationship with this part of me because I'm like, I love you enough to say, hey, you keep going down this, you're going to have no friends, which is the opposite of what your heart's desire is and God's heart for you. See, I welcome friends like that. Same. I don't like it when somebody knows I'm being an idiot but doesn't tell me I'm being an idiot, then I just keep being an idiot (laughs) and then they stop being my friend. (laughs) Right. I don't don't, don't like like that. I'd rather them say, you're being an idiot. I cherish directness like it's a present to me. I I do too. Yes. Um, so real quick, I want to jump into your your most recent book. I love the title, Adamant, Finding mm-hmm. Truth in a Such Universe a of book. Opinions. The, the phrase that makes me crazy is my truth. This is my truth. And I think a well-known talk show host who a lot of women like, she uses this a lot. This is, well, that's your truth. That's my truth. Well, then what's actually really true, you know? So I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Adamant, you say, um, which again, it's equipping us to do the work of ministry in a, in a hostile world. Be strong with your convictions. Be gentle with your opinions. Can you dive into that a little bit? Well, it used to be that convictions were always formed from the Word of God. They were <laughs> the anchors. They were the truth, not 
a truth, not my truth, not your truth. They were the truth, which is actually not a thing. It is a person. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the way, the truth, and mm-hmm. the life. So Lisa's preaching so, up there so, on a podcast. Yes, okay. So so, so they had truth. People were like, okay, Jesus is the truth. And the word of he's the word of God made alive. So the word of God was the truth. And then, you know, people were like, okay, well, but that's your truth. And mm. I have a different truth. And no, you have a different story. Hmm. And so there are things that are true of you, but that doesn't make it truth because truth doesn't change. And the book of Micah says, I am the Lord thy God, I changeth not. And we all like that we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the second half of that verse says, lest I consume you. So God (laughs) is like, I have decided to set my heart in love for you. (laughs) I didn't think of it like that. I need a minute. It's got real. So God's like, no matter how bad you are, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop loving you. Mm. But no matter how bad we are, doesn't mean there's no consequence. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when we do stupid stuff, there's usually a bad consequence. It's not God judging us. Mm-hmm. That's us being stupid. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like my like, for example, we live in a culture that is like, hey, I don't want to have a consequence. Well, Sorry, that's not real life. You know, my boys, when they were little, I remember they were playing in the basement and they were throwing this ball. They had come up with this game. And I was like, guys, you need to stop throwing balls on the house. That's just stupid. And they were like, oh, it's fine. We know what we're doing. And one day they hit a vase and it was freezing cold out in Colorado, which makes the windows really fragile. They hit a vase. The vase hit the window and the window shattered Mm. in sub-zero weather. In Colorado, I'm of oh, course preaching the gospel somewhere when this happens. <laughs> and, you're like, and your other consequences? I'm not yeah. home for three days, and you're gonna freeze. <laughs> yeah, and so everybody's scampering. I, back then, I would only go overnight. I would always have to come back on Saturday night so I could take my kids to church on Sunday. That was mm-hmm. the rule. So I came home, and the boys were like, "We're so sorry. We're so sorry." You know, and I'm like, "And I, I totally forgive you. It was an accident. I totally know it was an accident. You guys are paying to replace the window." I thought you forgave us. We, I totally forgave you. But I also told you that if you do this, you're probably going to break a window. And they're like, no, we'll never break. A-. So my boys learn consequence. And we have a culture that says forgiveness means there's no consequence. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true at all. So convictions are our anchors. Opinions, they can change. You know, there's things I would have died for 10 years ago that I may right? not even believe anymore. <laughs> I'm that's like, what, what happened to me? So that's why I'm like, be gentle with your opinions. Mm-hmm. And so I do try to write where, hey, if, if the word of God is clear on something, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be clear on it. Mm-hmm. But if it's an opinion, then I'm gonna say, I believe, or this is my opinion. So mm-hmm. be gentle with that because 10 years from now, you might not yes. even so agree much. with And that it. is, that is mm-hmm. such a good, like, we should just go back and insert that into our how to not to be ridiculous on social media. Right. Because that's what drives is our opinions. And my political opinions 15 years ago, I'm not even remotely in the same place at all just because i've lived so much more life you've paid taxes yeah i've paid taxes <laughs> i've adopted from another country oh, like yeah. it's it's changed my the perspective on everything you know well and even a few weeks ago we did a special episode where i had my girls on so kennedy's almost 21 uh in a week and madison is 22 almost 23 
we, that's not even 10 years. That's like five years from high school. And they're talking about, I hated when this was the rule. But now I'm like, yes. And I tell, I, you know, it's like, even Tammy in that, sitting there going, in their yep. youth, in that small amount of time, they're different from what they think is right and wrong. And so that's so good. That's but really- but the, the key to that is your convictions are coming from God's word. So you better mm-hmm. be in God's word. Well, and, it, you know, we, we <clears throat> talked earlier, I have a very strong seven. So I am a kite on without a tail on the Enneagram. Yeah, so it's not tail. demonic. It's I not demonic. I am a kite without a tail if I don't have the word of God. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I, I would be like, everybody have their own truth. I, when I got saved, mm. submitted myself mm. to the word of God and I got an anchor yeah. on my life. And so that is why I have it as a conviction, and my convictions are my stakes in the ground. It's the land in my sand. It's the boundaries of safety, mm. you know, where I know how God works. This is how He works. Yeah. Rich, so rich. Um, last season of Cultivate, when we did a study, we were talking about being women that are marked by love. Mm-hmm. And again, that's something that our culture has twisted for us, what that looks like. And so when we wrapped up the season, um, I was teaching that week. Um, I quoted you, and I gave you credit. I didn't try to take this goodness for myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but y- it, you said this was like, I sat there and I, when I read it, I just kind of was like, whoa, truth without love is mean. But love without truth is meaningless. Yeah. Drop my walk off the yeah. stage. <laughs> no, it's it's the truth. Uh, and, and and our culture has watched the truth without love be mean. Mm. And I mean, we've all seen clips and cringe. You know, I could probably thank God there was no videos or so. I mean, I'm like I still remember. Like one of my very first sermons, I'm just confessing it right now. When I was like 27, I had read a Bill Gothard book and he had Girl, talked. She okay. said, Hey, she I, did. It. I, did. I did. I did. I did. I did. He, he says something about birth control being wrong. I'm pretty sure I preached an entire sermon <laughs> on basically it being wrong using birth control. I mean, like, I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> Y'all heard it. I said it. I said it. Because I had not had a revelation. Like I read I read his book and I thought, well, he knows more than me. I'm just gonna yep. I'm just gonna say it. You know, mm-hmm. do I think that anymore? Nope. 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 <laughs> yep. Of course, only for my son's yeah. birth control is wrong because I want more grandkids. But um <laughs> but, but no. So I mean I got went out there and it was mean spirited. And if somebody could get a hold of that tape, please don't. Uh, if they could and put I'm pretty it sure out it's there. destroyed don't yeah, go looking it's definitely it wasn't even at a church that was taping things they were probably like she's an idiot just don't even let's not record this but it, it, out of context and and in that moment like I thought I was serving God mm. you know I thought I was being whatever but it it would have been mean and it would have been there would have been no love so truth without love is harsh mm. and mean but love without truth, which is what our culture is doing, yes, is meaningless and a lie. Yeah, and it has no power to transform us. It has no power to really live love because love cannot exist outside of truth, and truth cannot exist outside of love. Yes, because Jesus is the way, the truth. God is love. Yep, <laughs> He is love. He doesn't have love. Yeah, He's He is love. Um. One of the things I'm super excited about is that this summer, 
we're actually going to have all the women of Cultivate go through Adamant as our summer book club. I'm so, so honored. Um, I'm really excited about that because I, I'm seeing women be just absolutely confused. And I love um, the book. I read it when you sent it to me two years ago almost. Uh, it would be two now? years next almost. April. Yeah. Yeah, by year and, and a half. And then... Um, I just started re-listening to it again in my car because I was, wanted to just be refreshed on that. But I'm really excited. I mean, we have a couple thousand women that go through it. And how incredible will that impact be mm. just to, to, to make that ripple in the pond of women who do start to understand how to distinguish truth from our opinion and, and grow in that. Do you want to talk about kind of the dynamic of yes? Yeah, so we're going to, we're going to launch like? uh, cultivate summer book club mid June and it'll run like to, to mid August. And the best way, what, I want to go back to something Lisa said earlier in the podcast. She said, um, I hope I get this right. Um, community tells you who you really are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and the fact that Matt said this last week in his message that um, iso isolating ourselves with God's word isn't the answer. It's going into teaching. It's going into accountability. It's making that a priority. So we've made joining a group or starting a group so easy. Um, cult our website, cultivate.sc. Did I get that right? Yes. Um <laughs> I'm not good with things like that. Um, you can get all the all the deeds and all the info. You can purchase Adamant tonight or tomorrow night at our Cultivate Live event mm -hmm. and then follow us at Cultivate Women because we're going to tell you when we're going to get started. We're going to have lots of great content um, on our website and you're going to get the best of, of Lisa's words as, and also some discussion questions that you guys can be talking about in your group. So you want to make sure that you're a part of Cultivate Summer Book Club because you're going to become a woman of truth or woman of deeper truth. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to help you navigate this world where things sound so good, but they're actually so wrong. Um, but how do you navigate that without becoming angry, without becoming nasty, but becoming a bold, fierce warrior who's marked by kindness and love? Is, is what we want for you. So You know, when I first read Lioness Arise, I bought it in Hawaii, brought it home, and I asked two girlfriends, Lori Zimbardi and Melody Peary, um, hey, I really want to read this book and talk about it. Can we meet? And so Cultivate started before Cultivate around my table in my house where we went through Lioness Arise mm. and met every week with coffee. And it can really be that simple. You can join a Cultivate group. You can start one. Grab one or two girlfriends. That's what I did. And say, let's read through this and talk about it and see, see what God can do. Yeah. So it really can be that simple, and then we will we'll set you up. And just um, remember, you get you the awesome that. box. You get my designed by box. Tammy Brown. <laughs> what? Yeah, group leader. I created box. these boxes for women just to help them know because starting a group or leading a group can be very intimidating. Yeah. So we we kind of created a little. Does it have a craft? It does has no craft. It has a candle. The because best she loves candle. Me. <laughs> um, and it's just it's full of really really great things. So if you course, choose to do yeah. that, we will gift that to you um, to help set you up for success. Because yeah. what we want is you cultivating God's word, and this book, Adamant, will help you do that. Yep. Um, it is full of God's truth, full of God's word, um, and it will help you know what needs to be weeded out which is part of cultivating, and then what to replant in, in those places. So we're really excited about that. Really, really good. Um, okay, finally, Lisa, before we wrap up, a couple rapid fires for you. And you can just like, if it's a word, if it's real quick. But This is our Lisa's favorite thing segment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Best book you've ever read for women? For women? And not your own, because I would say yours. I would say a Lisa Bevere book, but for Lisa Bevere, who, who would you say? Heinz Feet on High Places. Oh. Oh, so good. Classic. Mm-hmm. It's good. A daily spiritual discipline. 
coffee. Does that count? <laughs> counts. Yes. <laughs> it's anointed that coffee you're drinking. <laughs> Best piece of advice you've gotten. Okay. It's a parenting piece of advice. That works. Um, somebody said to me, your children have no idea that you don't know what you're doing. So just relax. This is the best. What I'm taking from that is relax, something I never, yeah. ever do. Because <laughs> they said they'll pick up your sense. Like if you're stressed, they'll pick that up, mm-hmm. but they have no idea you don't know what you're doing. So just relax. That's what they said. And I Brilliant. love that. Good. If you're not a parent yet, just tuck that away from when you need your it. Your husband you'll need has it. no idea you don't know what you're doing. So just relax. <laughs> you know what? That yeah. can really yeah. cross yeah. over a lot of Ministry <laughs> leaders, <laughs> your, your congregation has no idea you don't know what you're doing. So just relax. That it really everywhere. translates everywhere. Go to beauty product. Concealer. Mm. I've got dark okay. circles under my eyes. I was born with them as an Italian. It's shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm dying to throw one in here. Go ahead. Favorite Italian dish because oh, my okay. husband's family is Italian. Pesto. Oh, pesto. I, I would eat pesto on everything. I would just eat it like with a spoon. I love pesto. Mm. So pesto pasta, pesto chicken. My pesto husband on makes bread. a mean pesto. Okay. He does. Yeah. Um, something you can't live without. I would say the scriptures. You know, again, is that kite without a tail? And it, I love that and, analogy. And I have it, so yeah, good. I have it on my iPad. What, no matter what number yeah. on the Enneagram that you identify with, we're all kite without a tail. Without God's yeah, I'm just like flapping yeah. in the wind if I don't have the Word of God. It really, and it, it's not. It's not. Um, it renews my mind. Mm. It it transforms my thinking. It speaks mm. to me in the night watches. It's it's a treasure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I think too many people have been forced into thinking I have to read the word or I'm not a good Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I long to read the word because it's alive and it mm-hmm. reads me. And mm-hmm. I can think I'm so right on something and then I can read the word and it can sh- reveal the mm-hmm. motives of my heart or um, what's going on in my marriage or what's going on in it just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just don't trust myself without it. I love that. What would you say something, um, an actual something that you can't live without? Oh, that would be coffee. Again, we're going <laughs> back coffee. to the spiritual. <laughs> I mean, my husband, I was telling you earlier that John has entered into my domain of coffee, which, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of liked him persecuting me about it. He'd be like, how many shots have you had? And I'd be like, Why would we count? Why would we count this? <laughs> so now he's like monitoring everything and I'm not... I'm not particularly happy about it. So he's like, is that organic coffee? Is this is? How many? Do you um, have to watch it? How late you have coffee in the day? Oh, I only have it in the morning. Because yeah. I used to be able to have it like 10 p.m. and 10.30. No, I'm going to bed now. If I have it like past 11, I'm like, oh, all night long, which yes. I'm not good Past 11 me. in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I pretty much cut myself off at around 8.30 yeah. or 9. That becomes a real thing. Yeah, it does. My brain um, will be crazy. What worship song is currently on repeat for you? You know, I'm actually doing the Bethel Victory album right now, mm-hmm. and Raise a Hallelujah, I really do love that song. So, the weapon is a melody. My, yes. my yeah. weapon actually is my melody. Yes. I have to tell you, though, I, I love the song. I led at one of our canvases last weekend, and it was weird. I'm like, my weapon is my name. <laughs> yeah. just, you can just kind of felt. But I love, I love the worship as warfare mentality yeah um, and that's so been, incredible that's been yeah. such turning points in my life i have mm-hmm. to be honest with you there are so many times that i'll have gotten a bad phone call or you know seen something where i would just 
run out of the room, go into my bedroom, put on, remember iPods, Mm -hmm. iPods and dance. Yeah. And, and until that thing broke off of me, Mm. we recently did a moms of men thing with my boys and I had totally forgot, but all they remember is me singing and worship music going. And I said, and me on my face. And I said, that was me saying, I don't want to beat my children. I don't want to beat <laughs> Here's what was really happening in their boys. I feel like I can tell this now that you're in your 30s, late 20s, they were 30s. Laughing. They just said, we just remember seeing you all the time. Like, mm. I worship you, God. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, one of the things I'm really excited about, too, is that you are going to be a guest with Matt on the debrief and really talking about, you know, something he's really passionate about. And again, it's not, you know, keeping women down or whatever, but it's it's the discussion of the boy crisis happening because yeah. women on one hand, you know, are, are, are finding their voice and, and that, that is so good. Like we've talked about, I'm not even go into all of that, but also, um, in, in that wrath sort of way, there is an effect to what's happening with our boys. And, um, I, I had mentioned, and Matt's mentioned on the debrief, the book called the boy crisis, and it's not Christian. It's Science, it's facts and studies and research based of of what's happening, which is valuable um, to Christians. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and so it's it's you know men who don't want to grow, they just feel like they're having a hard time finding that place in the world. And I love what you said, doing what we didn't want done to us yeah. back. And so he's really excited. You have four um, men. adult yeah. men now mm-hmm. and can really speak to that from that perspective and so um i just want to tell everybody to go ahead and check that episode out once um it's released because i think it's valuable information remember men are not toxic people can be toxic mm. and that's going to be we all have that. done toxic things right i mean i, and, I wish that wasn't know, true of me i yeah. wish i could say i've Same. never done anything right. toxic said anything that was toxic acted to- I've done all Broken of those. Broken people, which is all of us, can be toxic. And so exactly. um, that's, I'm really looking forward to that discussion. I'm going to sneak in and be sitting in here during Sweet. that. So um, we're, I'm just want to encourage everyone to check that out too. So, Well, it's never a good idea to find our voice by silencing others. Hmm. So that. that's what's unfortunately happening. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be a great episode. And listen, you can... Um, you can continue to to receive the goodness from Lisa by checking out the debrief. Um, and we're just so excited to have you here, you know, mm-hmm. with us this weekend. Um, I'm grateful for your voice in this world. It's it's a confusing, chaotic world. And voices of mm-hmm. truth and wisdom are just invaluable, especially as we are in the local church and we're trying to invest in, in, in our next generation mm-hmm. and equip and empower women to be all that God's called them to be. Um there's that can't happen apart from the truth and it can't happen apart from their identity in Christ. So thank you for speaking out and speaking up. Um, And without knowing all of the, the barriers and the obstacles you had to persevere through Mm -hmm. to get to where you are now, we're the beneficiaries of that. Um, So I'm grateful for your perseverance and your boldness and your courage and your willingness to, to fight some of your own battles, some of Mm -hmm. your own demons to get to this platform um, because it's having an impact on us Mm -hmm. and on the women of our church and on women everywhere. So we're grateful for you and your ministry. And I, before we sign off, I just want to thank you with everyone to hear for just the impact you've had on me. You know, one of our values at Cultivate, we have five values, but it's helping women to grow um, spiritually wise and be relationally kind. And you are just such a model of that, of 
of being kind, but also being wise. And you need both. We need both. Thank you. And so I adore you. The women here know I adore you. I'm like, yes, I'm bringing Lisa back again. Okay, again. <laughs> and like, she'll be back again. Come. Don't miss. <laughs> that hasn't been a thing. But um, so just thank you. And thank you for doing this. It's extra on your time. No, I was super excited about it. Okay. Mm, awesome. All right. Well, yeah, you guys... Um, you know what to do. Uh, share the podcast with your friends. Um, we know that our podcasts tend to run a little longer. That's because we only come to you once a month. So break it up however you want to. Invite your friends. Um, leave us a review if you want. I don't know how to tell you to do that because I'm not that smart. <laughs> they go to um, Amazon and they can make a comment. Or, no, iTunes. iTunes okay, make iTunes. comments. Oh, okay. Yeah, what Lisa said. Tame We're going to have people this weekend Amazon, helping iTunes. people know how to subscribe. So if you're coming to the if you come to the event, we'll do that. This will come out after the event. Never mind. But <laughs> Boom. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but keep listening. We're having fun. We're trying to bring content that's relevant, rel- uh, content that matters, um, and things that help you become the woman that God wants you to be. That's what we want for us, and that's what we want for you. We love you guys, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.